do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. Got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. This show is a journey into the deep recesses. Oh, I used to love recess. That was the best part of school, really. I got an A in lunch. <laughs> Anyways, recesses of my mind to search and destroy? No. To search out all the media I have consumed so you can get a taste of said media yourself. If you have not consumed the same media, the possibility of spoilers does exist. So I warn. I warn of that possibility. And a sort of, let's go ahead and call it a spoiler warning. Hmm, indeed. If you're unfamiliar with the show, A, hopping in at episode 484, first of all, pretty pretty cool man <laughs> that you're doing that you big weirdo uh, i love you um what will happen is i will push a button that will start a series of five uh, five minute timers like this ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to review some things Today's movie monologue is free samples. Okay, uh, if you listened to last episode, 483, if my numbering is correct, uh, you will know I did something that I'm not sure if I've ever done before, and I'm doing again this one. I uh, just haven't been watching a great ton of movies, so I am combining into this movie monologue a movie and a TV show. So sue me, but please don't sue me. I am poor. I'm a poor man. Do not sue me. Movie the first, Gilbert. I've uh, been waiting for, for, for this one for a while. Uh, heard a talk of it on many podcasts. Uh, finally managed to score myself a copy. I believe it was in Sundance, if not Sundance. Uh, some other festivals very well received. And after watching it, I could see why. Uh, took a little convincing as just about everything does with the missus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, to get her to watch it, um, but after both of us watch it, we got to say, uh, I'm definitely going to give it a 5 out of 5, and she, on her broken scale, where movie the movie Rush Hour gets a 5 out of 5, uh, <laughs> she uh, also very much enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's a definite, 100%, you'll laugh, you'll cry, both of those things. You'll have both of those emotions, happiness and sadness, bitter and sweet. So, so, very good. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Gilbert, the titular, <laughs> titular, the titular Gilbert uh, is Gilbert Gottfried. 
who you may know from a million things. Um, Iago from... Uh, what the hell is it? <laughs> oh my god. I remember the name of Iago, but forgetting the name of the cartoon. Aladdin. Oh, jeez. That was a interesting one. Um, Problem Child. Uh, voices in a million things. Very distinctive voice. And, as I have teased in the last handful of episodes, will in some way, have some connection, being very vague here, to uh, episode 500 of this very podcast. Ooh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it follows his life around. Uh, he's famous for many things, but uh, one of which is being incredibly cheap to a, a sad and hilarious <laughs> degree. Uh, just some of the depths of his cheapness are, well, legendary. Him and Richard Kind, I, I think, are two sort of famous cheapskates. Uh, you know, you know what, I have a, a dusting of it as well. I like, I prefer to call it frugal. <laughs> but, uh, but I do get it. Uh, not, not to his degree by any means, but, uh, I can at least wrap my head around it a little bit. So, I, I do appreciate that. Okay, so, uh, that's, uh, that's the movie out of the way let's move on to the television star trek discovery yes yes so so good such sweet sorrow oh speaking of the bittersweet uh such sweet sorrow is the second to last episode of season two last one coming up next week which i am sure i will talk about maybe in episode 485 if i have enough stuff to talk about for uh i will uh do a hot take on that because uh, that'll probably be good for the season finale uh so uh in this one what happened um the evil ai that uh did i talk about this oh my god i can't believe if i did or didn't uh, i'm gonna talk about it again because and, and there'll definitely be spoilers here uh because i i it's such a cool thing that i think is happening um, in the previous, uh, episodes, plural, maybe, um, I'm sort of coming to the conclusion that somehow, some way, the events of Star Trek Discovery Season 2 are going to explain how, uh, these events created the Borg. What? The Borg. The mother fucking bored uh okay so there's this evil artificial intelligence that wants to get intelligenter yeah uh and it sort of uh took over this guy with its uh let's go ahead and call them nanobots because that's exactly what they look like and they were even green like borg green huh uh at one point they said uh struggle is pointless what the fuck? Uh, apparently they get smarter and changed struggle is pointless to resistance is futile, I guess, <laughs> once they smartenize. Uh, so, so their whole sort of main goal in these uh, final episodes, uh, this artificial intelligence main evil goal, is to get uh, the ship Discovery. Well, that's the name of the ship, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, and they want to get it because within its uh, data banks, let's say, is uh, something called sphere Oops. something called sphere data basically uh the discovery and crew found a sphere floating through space that was like the collected uh data of a of a an extinct species an ancient civilization that sort of had gathered so sort of vast amounts of information that's all contained in this one sphere and it's now in the 
uh, uh, start in the in the b -b 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 discovery database. So uh, if this artificial intelligence gets a hold of all this data, it will sort of suddenly jump in intelligence to a untold, unfathomable, and likely evil degree. So uh, that's what we're trying to prevent. And in this episode, the sort of game plan is to send the discovery, I, I guess, far ahead in the future where it can't be reached, which is a cool idea, which if you watch the short tracks, uh, which were a series of four or five, I forget, um, sort of mini episodes that uh, aired to the air. Mm, yeah, sure. Aired between seasons. Maybe you can only find them online, actually. Um, which does that count as airing? Hmm, question mark there. Uh, where there was one in which the Enterprise was sort of like far, far, far in the future, and we didn't know why. So uh, I, I guess maybe it's going to tie in with that a little bit, which is pretty cool. Anyways, uh, very, very much looking forward to the final episode. Cannot friggin' wait. The show is so good. Five out of five, needless to say. Six out of five, some points. Today's television talk sponsor is Robot Comedian. Why did the robot chicken cross the road? It did so as it was programmed to do. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, I uh, have uh, a couple of stuffs here for you. First uh, and foremost, question mark? Sure, why not? Uh, the Twilight Zone apparently is back in a uh, remake, reboot. Sure. Uh, Jordan Peele is, uh, I don't know, he's, is he the creator? He's in the, oh, was it Sterling? What the hell was the old host's name? I want to say Sterling. Something. Rod Sterling. Ooh, wow. That's a good name to pull off the top of my head. I'm, I'm not good with names, so I am impressed with myself. <laughs> uh, the former host, and actually was uh, Rod Serling the creator of the original uh, uh, Twilight Zone as well? Or was he just like the host of it? Anyways, I, I believe Jordan Peele is at least one of those things. Uh, he's the host of the new incarnation. Uh, and uh, they did a very, very smart thing that I think uh, more and more shows have done in recent years. And that is put the first episode of their show for free on YouTube. Very, very smart idea to do things like that. Uh, get people in with a tease and uh, I gotta say after watching the first episode and having watched previous Twilight Zones of the past it's a show that's obviously right up my alley uh, if you've listened to me talk on any of these 484 episodes I think it's almost uh, you could come to the conclusion that I would be a Twilight Zone fan and I am so uh, the, the the sort of double uh, tickling of my uh, uh, interest comes in the fact that the first episode titled The Comedian uh, hits very much on my love and fanaticism to some degree of uh, comedy and, well, comedians. Um, I listen to a lot of uh, uh, comedy podcasts, but not just funny haha ones, ones in which, like uh, the Comedians Comedians podcast or uh, uh, The Last Laugh or ones where comedy is dissected, which doesn't sound interesting and Potentially, if it's not something that interests you, it won't be interesting. But I like the real nitty-gritty of comedy. It's because I have that desire to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, the desire that is not strong enough for me to actually go out and do it. Uh, 
probably, and I've often thought of this and often do think of this, uh, the fact that most comedians say you need 10, 20 years before you're good at it, and the fact that I'm 38 uh, makes me, of the regrets I have, which are admittedly strong, but not many. Yeah, so I, I guess that's a, a good way to have regrets, is there's not a lot of them, but the ones I do have are strong. Uh, one of which is uh, that I didn't sort of start at a young age uh, trying to be a stand-up comedian. I, I kind of wish uh, in my, you know, 18, when I was 18 years old, maybe I got up there and, and gave her a go and saw what happened. So uh, this made me think of that very much. Uh, stars of uh, this episode, uh, Camille Nanjiani, which is awesome because I'm a big fan of him. I won't give away anything story-wise because I have other things to talk about other than to say uh, definitely worth a watch if you like weird Twilight Zone-esque stories. Hey, this obviously fits that because that's in the title. Uh, and also if you like uh, comedy stuff, including some laughs throughout, uh, you will like this very much. Okay, moving on to last week tonight. Ah, yes, uh, basically uh, it's a little bit tricky, let's say, wink wink, nudge nudge, to get these in Canada. Uh, they do have a YouTube channel, but, uh, it's not available in your country. Hmm, I wish there was a way around that. Wink, wink. So, uh, what I'll usually do is, uh, let a few of them build up and then watch them. So, uh, I watched, uh, WWE Public Shaming and Robocalls. Oh, yeah, Robocalls are getting bad, uh, here in Canada as well. I get a lot of those... Uh, uh, in in uh, in an uh, Asian uh, uh, language of some sort, I think Chinese. From when I've heard people uh, speak Chinese in movies and television, and then heard uh, this Chinese, what I think is a Chinese voice speaking, and in an aggressive tone of some sort. <laughs> I almost want to save because I never answer my phone uh, if it's a number I don't recognize, so it always goes to voicemail. Uh, I, I kind of want to save and play it for someone uh, who speaks Chinese, although I don't think I know anyone who speaks Chinese. Huh, well, that's kind of sad. Uh, anyways, uh, I get a lot of those. Uh, I get a lot of the, uh, the the ones where there's a warrant for my arrest. Man, they're, they're coming for me, I think. I get enough of these fucking... The calls that uh, the warrant for my arrest, uh, and, and then the the third most common one is the tax one. Uh, the, it's the Canadian tax uh, agency that I, I better call them because I owe them a shit ton of money. <laughs> uh, it's funny because that one uh, I, I I get it somewhat frequently, but one of the times I got it was right after I got my tax rebate. <laughs> so they really fucked up those tax people. Give me a rebate and then calling and saying I owe money. Well, hey, it's their own fault. Uh, public shaming, yeah. That's uh, that's not fun, um, but uh, I, I think uh, uh, John Oliver went into that sometimes it can be beneficial to horrible people, you know, like with lots of things, there's two sides to a story. And uh, lastly, WWE, which if you've ever watched or uh, listened to anything involving uh, former professional wrestlers, you will know they had a tough time of it. Uh, the fact that this is a profession in which people who were in it don't live as long as people in other professions just that simple fact is uh, sort of telling in itself and, and, and sad and he, he delves into that and the the whys of it and such so i recommend that very much
decimal system. Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Genghis Khan Prophylactics. 99.999% not effective. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, today I have for you a book, uh, which will, I will give a little uh, spoiler here for future podcast episodes, is actually a book series in which I am working my way through. Uh, the book series is called Orion. It is by Ben Bova, and book number one is titled, you guessed it, Orion. Ah. Uh, okay, so this falls into a rare-ish category of book. Uh, that is um, books that I get a mm, hundred or so pages into uh, and then realize I had already read. <laughs> uh, it does not happen too, too often, but uh, this, the, this is definitely one of those books. So I don't know uh, how or why. You know what happened too? Uh, and, and this is even sadder. So I started the podcast in 2012. Uh, so I have a record, basically, uh, with a few exceptions, maybe, where I took a little hiatus there between uh, after episode 300 uh, and episode 301. Uh, there was uh, some time where I took off because I was in between jobs, in between houses, uh, and there was a lot of stuff going on. So I, I took a bit of a break there, if I do recall. So with a few exceptions, all the books I've read since 2012, I have a record of uh, because I talk about them on the podcast. So... Uh, I, I got like a hundred pages into this. I'm like, man, a lot of this seems very familiar. Uh, and then I looked back. I, I basically, uh, like if, if, if I can Google my, the, the name of the podcast or even my name, uh, and then the name of a book or an author and, uh, results will pop up, which is very handy, <laughs> very handy thing to have a, a sort of strange benefit of doing a podcast where you talk about all the media you consume is, oh yeah, have I ever seen this? Oh yeah. Have, have I ever played this video game or read this book? Let me just Google it, <laughs> which not many people can do. I don't think anyways. Uh, yeah, it turns out in 2015, I did, uh, read this. So it wasn't even that long ago in terms of years. Um, so, you know, I feel dumb, but I got to say, uh, enough had faded from my memory that I didn't remember what happened. Uh, I'm, I'm, geez, maybe halfway into book two right now. And, uh, I don't know if I, how far I got into this series. Uh, I believe it's four books. Uh, and I, I kind of feel like I never got to the end because there's titles and descriptions of future books that I have no recollection of whatsoever. Uh, so l let me read the Goodreads and it'll maybe give you a, a little idea. John Orion is not a god. Not exactly. He is an eternal warrior destined to combat, combat the Dark Lord. Ooh, I love a good Dark Lord. Through all time for dominion of Earth. Follow him, servant of a great race, as he battles his enemy down the halls of time. From the caves of our ancestors to the final confrontation under the hammer of nuclear annihilation. Yeah, uh, Ben Bova, uh, if you have all, if you've read a lot of sci-fi, you will recognize that name. Uh, he does great sci-fi. I, I don't think I've ever read a Ben Bova book I haven't thoroughly enjoyed, uh, this one included. Uh, I guess maybe it's a slight knock against Ben Bova that, uh, I forgot having read this book. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Mr. Bova. 
Uh, that being said, rating-wise, I think I'll still go... Jeez, will I go four or five? Okay, I'll go four with some cool five moments, and the premise gets a five for sure. So basically, picture this, if you will. Uh, we got this uh, Orion guy, um, and it's like the Orion from... The, uh, like Orion's belt from the constellation basically uh, it was named after him or he was named after it or we don't know which uh, he's traveling backwards in time uh, every time he dies and he does die repeatedly uh, he will find himself further and further back in time and the sort of person uh, this this dark lord uh, is traveling in the opposite direction of time. So they'll sort of meet each other uh, at these sort of uh, various points in, in human history. Uh, and as it sort of crosses over, uh, so in their first meeting, the sort of uh, the, the Dark Lord knows what's going on, uh, knows about Orion, knows sort of the story of what has happened. Uh, and then Orion is like, who the hell are you? Uh, and then uh, as it sort of one goes forward and one goes back, that sort of balance of knowledge changes, which is a really fucking cool idea, uh, uh, sort of hard to wrap your brain around. But uh, because I love time stuff, which uh, sort of in that Star Trek Discovery, actually, that came up a little bit, uh, anything involving time, and, and this comes up on the podcast fairly often, actually, uh, sort of getting your mind thinking in different ways. I, I, I just really, really like it. Uh, so, hey, I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. Hey, there you go. And sometimes a 4 out of 5. Today's game Gabin sponsor is Blue Slime Lube. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I got two games for you. Uh, let's start with uh, yeah, we'll start with Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Okay, so uh, Dragon Quest Eight was one of my favorite games uh, that I have very very fond remembrance remembrances of. And uh, I think I've played every game since then. Um, looking for that sort of nostalgic, perhaps, uh, feel. Uh, and I've never quite found it. Uh, this one has come close, but uh, I feel like maybe I've reached the point, and this is sad to me, where Dragon Quest games and uh, Final Fantasy games as well, well, I'll sort of throw them in, this sort of style of game uh, doesn't seem to keep me as enthralled as it used to like I, I used to pick up a game like this and I would play through the whole thing uh, I'd spend you know 70 80 hours playing the game uh, doing all the side quests uh, really just sort of delving deep into them but uh, I, I find it harder harder to do maybe it's the abundance of all games out there that uh, I have so many games I haven't played yet uh, whereas in Days Gone, when I had Dragon Quest VIII, it was sort of play that or nothing because uh, my, my, my games library wasn't huge. But now with Steam and all the years of building up Steam games and summer sales and such, um, and the fact that I'm older, this one thing, uh, this comes up on the podcast as well from time to time, uh, the fact that I am older and I find uh, always wanting to jump 
to the new thing, maybe the sort of contemplation of existence and the fact that uh, uh, realizing that uh, time is not forever and one day I won't be here to play games. Oh, wow, getting deep here. Uh, so I, I, I'm rushing through them, but maybe I should consider uh, sort of look inward and say, you know what? Uh, is doing this meaning that you're not going to enjoy the things because you're rushing through them? Oh, wow, getting real deep this episode. Going deep with Kasim. Oh, yeah, that's a, that was a good thing from the past. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so I, I, my, my sort of overall takeaway of Echoes of an Elusive Age, Dragon Quest Eleven. oh, interesting title about ages and such, uh, is that I, I had enjoyment. I think I'm going to continue... But, uh, potentially I won't. Rating-wise, I'll go three, uh, just for the reason that I, I feel a little let down, and I don't even think it's the game's fault. I feel let down in myself. Hmm. Okay, uh, next we have one that I uh, had seen a bunch of times on a bunch of different uh, videos and streams and heard about all over the place back in the day, and it was on sale for like five bucks, so I decided to pick it up. It's called Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. Uh, yeah, a cool idea. Uh, basically, uh, you can have up to eight different armies uh, or, or groups of combatants, and uh, you're basically just pushing a button after you create them, uh, how many there is, how strong they are, and there's just innumerable things you can modify, including the, the terrain, the weather, how strong the baddies are, uh, their abilities, uh, and you're pushing a button and seeing who would win in a fight. So, for example, let me give a, just a crazy example right off the bat. Uh, uh, would 10 T-Rexes win in a fight versus a thousand chickens? <laughs> like, that's literally one you could do. Uh, I, I created a faction of uh, super powerful chickens. So, uh, basically, you could take a, a chicken and then up all its stats so it's got more hit points, uh, it's harder to hit, uh, a little D&D-like uh, numbers behind the scenes in terms of some of the stuff, uh, where you make its attack stronger. Uh, maybe you can give it an ability where it shoots lasers and such. Uh, so I created some of those. And then just put massive armies against it. Uh, one of the interesting things of this, the bigger the army, the slower your computer's going to get. Because it's it's actually doing this simulation. So, uh, it's fun. Uh, I don't think it's... Uh, it's $5 fun for sure. Uh, I, I think full price is like almost $20. I, I don't know if I would pay $20 for it. I think it's uh, something you could, you know, dust off uh, when you're bored every once in a while. And just throw a bunch of people in a fight and see what happens. Uh, like you got Chuck Norris in there. They don't call him Chuck Norris, uh, I guess, for legal reasons. But uh, it, it's something similar, and he looks like him. Uh, you, you know, you've got animals, you've got uh, fantasy creatures, you got uh, actual people for, uh, like like humans from like World War One or the Civil War or what have you. Uh, it, really, the sky's the limit. And I also think it has a good Steam uh, Workshop where people build alternate uh, um, things uh, that you could put in there. Uh, you could, and we'll end on, uh, we'll end this game gabbing on this. You could have, uh, let me think of a real crazy one. You could have 1,000 Cyclopses battle, uh, 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 1 million 
This would probably explode your computer. One million tables. Sentient tables. Sentient attacking tables. People. What an age we live in. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is the Harvard Accelerated Game Show PhD course. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, lots of good stuff in the internets, which seems to be a theme lately where it's almost hard to whittle it down for what I'm going to bring back each week, which uh, is a goddamn delight. Uh, first, and you know what, I'll even say foremost, uh, Geek and Sundry seems to, uh, within the last couple of weeks uh, or so, be doubling down on the D&D uh, uh, RPG-related uh, stuff. Uh, 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 videos and uh, web series? Sure. It sounds funny to say, but maybe that's what they are. Uh, two in particular that have caught my eye are one called Roundtable and one called Game Master's Hall. Uh, very similar in ideas in that it is uh, a bunch of uh, DMs and people in the uh, D&D or RPG-related uh, world sitting down, shooting the shit, podcast-like, very, very much so. Uh, on a given subject. So uh, let me look at Roundtable. So we've got uh, one talking about community. That's with Matt Mercer, uh, Mark Humes, and Adam Coble. We've got non-fantasy tropes. Uh, inclusion is one. Uh, inclusion and representation. Oh, that one had Satine Phoenix, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, we've got one called Past, Present, and Future. Uh, so those are the four available right now. And uh, seemingly they're very, very popular, uh, growing in popularity. And maybe that is what uh, the good people over at Geek and Sundry, who I've been talking about for many years, starting with uh, Felicia Day way back in the day. Um, we've got some uh, Matt Koval in there, who obviously uh, I love. Just period, full stop. Uh, it brings interesting ideas and things that if you are running a game, you can and should think about. So uh, just for that reason alone, I like it. Uh, in Enhancing Your Game, uh, we've got uh, character creation, uh, bouncing encounters, grid combat versus theater of their mind, world building. Sort of interesting ideas there as well. Uh, good refreshers in some of those things that uh, perhaps you think you got down pat. Maybe you'll you'll hear a little tidbit in these videos that will uh, help you in future campaigns. And I just gotta say, I love them both very very much. And uh, we'll continue to watch. And if uh, any of them really pop out at me, I will bring them back here. You know what? All this is doing, uh, Matt Koval, these things. It's really really making me consider. At the very least, looking into creating videos uh, on the subject of D&D of my own. Uh, tentative plans are in the works, but uh, I, I want to really do it right if I'm going to do it. So uh, that is maybe something that is coming down the pike. Pike, P-I-K-E, is the correct way of saying that for some reason. Uh, and, and I think it would be uh, on YouTube, wouldn't be here necessarily. Um, I would probably plug it here because why not? Uh, and it would be, you know, video related uh, in maybe some fancy editing, maybe not. We'll see. 
but it, it's something I'm considering, something I, I, I kind of want to do. Anyways, let's move on to Dr. Game Show is back. Yes, I, I had a sad, <laughs> a sad episode where I spoke of its last episode, but it turns out this is not too, too unusual. It wasn't its last episode. It was its last episode on Earwolf. It has moved over to Maximum Fun, which is a different uh, podcast network. So uh, that's good because it's a, it's a fun show. It's a fun and funny show. Basically, they play games submitted by the listeners. Uh, the games are quite often horrible. <laughs> uh, next, we have a podcast, In Voorhees We Trust. Oh, yeah, uh, this one's really good. Um... Let me read the, uh, the, the Apple podcast uh, description. It looks like it might be funny. Lace up your hiking boots and pick a bunk because your stay at Camp Crystal Lake is just beginning. In, Vorho- in Voorhees we trust with Gorley and Rust. Oh, I didn't even notice that part. Uh, that's Matt Gorley and Paul Rust. FYI. You'll learn why Matt and Paul love the Friday the 13th franchise so much what they expect to learn about themselves in revisiting it and how they plan to tackle the asses how to tackle and assess <laughs> how they plan to tackle the asses no how they plan to tackle and assess all 12 films uh i think that should be in the title uh, we'll we'll go uh tackle asses versus tackle and assess yeah, that'll probably be uh, the title because it's dumb and fun and full of gum. Uh, and how they plan to tackle the asses of 12 films in the Voorhees family legacy. Join them on their journey. Yeah, so basically they're watching all the Friday the 13th movies and talking the shit out of them. Uh, I'm looking at the first uh, three episodes, 2 hours 14 uh, two hours 41 and two hours 44. So their talks of the movies are much longer than the movies beside themselves, which is a goddamn delight. Also, they're both incredibly funny. Uh, so, you know, hey, it's a win and a win. And probably also other ones. Uh, last but not least, we're out of time, so I don't have time to get into it too much. Uh, inside Conan, uh, it seems with uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, his sort of podcast, uh, obviously very popular. I guess they decided wouldn't hurt to throw in another Conan-related podcast. Uh, this one, he doesn't really appear on. It's sort of a behind-the-scenes of the show, which is something that uh, I believe uh, Colbert did, uh, at least right when he was starting, he did. And then uh, I listened to a bunch, and they were interesting. Um, and then he stopped doing them for some reason. So this is kind of that a bit. Uh, like, he'll, uh, on, on this, the host's which uh, a professional would have written down their names, but I did not. Uh, they'll talk with some of the writers. Uh, they had on Jordan Schlansky. Hmm. Uh, and the one I just listened to yesterday had on Andy Richter, which uh, I'm a huge, huge, I'm a huge Richter head. Uh, you could say my love of him is off the Richter scale. Oh my God. Oh God. Jesus. Uh, all right. Well, Sorry. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. 
You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper